The mortgage industry never stays still. With interest rates moving, companies changing, and regulation increasing, there's always another story. This is The Principle, where we break it down daily and take a deeper dive into the issues. I'm Christine Stewart, Editorial Director for the Mortgage News Network. Let's pay it down. But first, a word from our sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by PennyMac TPO, the lending partner with the products, people, and technology to serve your customers and help you grow your business in the best ways possible. It's why they say, at PennyMac, greatness lives here. PennyMac TPO is a division of PennyMac Loan Services, LLC, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS ID number 35953, licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. Conditions and restrictions may apply. We all know the housing market ebbs and flows throughout the seasons, and the summer is usually the time when buyers are doing their most looking. But when is actually the best time for someone to try and buy their dream home? Welcome to The Principal. I'm Mike Savino, head of multimedia for the Mortgage News Network. Today, I'm joined by Rick Sharga. He's Adam's Executive Vice President of Market Intelligence. Rick, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. Good to be here. So we're having Rick on because Adam is releasing a report, uh, just sort of looking at the data and trying to assess that question. When is the actually the best time to buy? Rick, what what uh, what did you find out? Probably not a surprise to your your viewers and listeners, but the the best time to be a home buyer uh, is in the fall and winter months, and uh, that's historically been true. It's been one of the seasonal trends that we've seen over the years, but typically there's uh, less sales activity going on in those months, uh, which means that home sellers have a tendency to be more willing to negotiate. And there's also less competition from other buyers. And as anybody who's tried to buy a house in the last couple of years will tell you that uh, less less competition is actually a good thing if you're trying to buy a property. Yeah, absolutely. And, and summer is great because people, you know, their kids are out of school, good time to move. And then uh, if you're in a part of the country like the Northeast, the winter, it's a gamble. Actually, I moved and the first thing I had to do when I closed on my home was buy shovels because it snowed the next day. <laughs> and then we had to shovel again two days later to get the U-Haul truck into the driveway. So Ask, it's a gamble moving. What, <laughs> you know, what you got yourself into. Uh, yes. you know, it, it, it's funny. There's a sociological reason for this too. Historically, a very large percentage of homeowners have families. Uh, and typically, families don't like to disrupt the school year uh, for right, their kids. Right. So you you usually see uh, a buildup of sales in the spring over the summer, uh, so that people can get settled in by the fall when school starts again. And really, up until we had the pandemic a couple of years ago, those seasonal trends had been rock solid. Uh, the pandemic kind of messed up seasonal trends in the real estate market like it messed up everything else. Uh, but it feels a little bit like we're getting back to more normal cycles. And is that because, you know, again, people are just kids are going back to school in person, people are going back to work that, you know, some of that remote uh, functioning allowed us to be more flexible now that we're going back sort of to this hybrid. Is that is that why we're seeing a return to maybe some of these normal trends? Partly. And I think those will be the, the, the reasons why we see seasonality return in the long run. I, I think part of the reason we saw such an aberration over the last couple of years is that people really wanted to move to areas that they believe were healthier than they were uh, within where they were at the time. Um, they needed bigger places because they were working from home or they were were schooling at home. Uh, and in a lot of cases, now that they were able to work from home, they wanted to move 
completely out of the the state where they happen to be living to go somewhere with a, a lower cost of living. So I, I think that kind of skewed the numbers for a couple of years. There was a lot of pent up demand from the spring and summer months, the first year of COVID that that needed to be met. Um, but yeah, I think I think as we move forward, that that burst of one time COVID related activity is probably uh, starting to, to to filter out, and we'll we'll see things get back to a more normal cyclical pattern. Don't miss the largest regional mortgage show in the nation. The New England Mortgage Expo returns to Mohegan Sun in Connecticut, January 12th and 13th. See us at www.nemortgageexpo.com. Start your year with the best connections in the industry. Dozens of sessions, scores of exhibitors. It's where success is written every hour. www.nemortgageexpo.com. And back in normal times pre-COVID, I mean, how how big was the difference? Because if I'm sure if you look at prices, you might see in the summertime, home sellers that you know they they don't want to shortchange themselves, so they might shoot for the moon. And then if I'm selling in January and I just want to get rid of my house, maybe I come way down. But in terms of actual activity, buyer activity, w- was there a big noticeable difference because of some of those indicators that we just talked about? Yeah, I mean, buying activity in those months was was down pretty significantly, and the the way we determine the best times to buy are, are, are what we call buyer premiums. Uh, and that's how much people are paying over list price. And if you look at the months of October, November, December, even January, uh, you were you were two or three percent percentage points uh, lower than than other months of the year in terms of that premium that you pay. So yeah, pretty significant difference both in sales volume and in in the the prices you pay for a property in those months. So that sounds like uh, music to to everyone in our audiences' ears. I mean, you know, the summer was actually slower than normal, um, and now we're sort of entering this period where it's it's good for buyers. You know, we've we've had prices going up, rates continue to go up, affordability is is a huge problem. D- based on that, you know, your analysis, could we see some relief for buyers? Could this help return us to more of a normal market, or is this is it not going to make that much of a difference? I, I wish I had better news for the mortgage <laughs> industry than, than what I have to share with you. So, so the, the seasonality will help affordability a little bit. But the real problem we have with affordability right now isn't a seasonal thing. It's a mortgage rate thing. And and as you and I are recording this today, you know, mortgage rates are for a 30-year fixed rate loaner or at about 6.8, 6.9%, uh, which is more than double where we were a year ago. So it's going to take the market a while to adjust to these new higher prices. There, there's always an adjustment period when rates go up uh, and then home buying activity picks picks up again. Uh, in this case, the the shock to the system was so severe. Uh, we very seldom see rates double uh, that it's going to take that it's going to take the buyers a while longer to adjust. Um, there's usually three things that go into affordability. There's there's the price of the home, there's wage growth, uh, and there's interest rates. And for the last few years, historically low rates made everything relatively affordable. That's off the table now. So it it seems that. If there is a, a a light at the end of the tunnel here, it's probably that home prices are plateauing right now. Uh, home price appreciation has come way, way down. And in some markets, we'll actually see some modest price declines. Uh, and that will improve affordability and hopefully get some people back uh, purchasing homes. So this this isn't going to be the panacea. It's not going to be the the magic elixir that will, will fix what ails us. But but if you're an originator, you know, could you see, you know, a few people who are on the fence suddenly 
these conditions come into play and, and, you know, there's some optimism and at least, you know, you might get a few more loans than you had been getting. Yeah. I, in fact, if I were an originator, I'd be marketing heavily to my prospect list right now, uh, telling them that this is the best time of the year to buy that, uh, typically you're going to see a price negotiation more, um, uh, more significantly this time of year. You're going to see opportunities for bargains, relatively speaking, uh, compared to other times of the year. And, you know, candidly, interest rates aren't likely to go down very much in in the the coming months. So if if you can get in today and get a property at at a uh, an advantageous price, uh, you know, why not save the money if you can afford it? And especially if you're working with, say, a first time home buyer who's frustrated with the with the market, doing everything they were told to do, and then the market just gets away from them, and they, you know, hey, whatever, I've given up. Is this something maybe you can use as you're talking to them to get them to come back? The looking that you know i know you're frustrated but now now is actually a it's going to shift a little bit and the advantage is going to be in your corner maybe don't quite give up yet yeah it that's that's a, a great observation uh it's a tough time to be a first-time home buyer because of limited inventory and and affordability issues uh this is typically the most affordable time of the year so all things being equal um and the fact that there's less competition from other buyers right now uh, it, it's probably not a bad time to reach out to those poten- those potential first-time home buyers uh, and tell them this is a good time to look. The other thing you can tell them is that the institutional investors who everybody blames for lack of inventory, and they're really not, but that's a discussion for another podcast, um, they've actually gone on the sidelines for a while. So they're they're waiting to see how the market shakes out. So there's less competition from them at the moment as well. So it really isn't a bad time to be looking if you're a buyer and if you're financially ready and able to take on the responsibility of home ownership. Yeah, and even if all of those things only get you a few more loans, we just saw today they, you know, loan activity went down for the seventh time in eight straight weeks. So any anything you can do to reverse the tide is is gonna gonna help you uh, get through what we're looking at. Rick, yeah, thanks absolutely. so much for joining us. My pleasure. We'll have your headlines coming up, but first a word from our sponsor. This podcast was brought to you by PennyMac TPO. Visit tpo.pennymac.com to learn more about becoming a partner and starting your journey to greatness. PennyMac TPO is a division of PennyMac Loan Services, LLC, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS ID number 35953, licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. Conditions and restrictions may apply. Here's your headlines for today, October 6th. Mortgage rates fell for the first time in seven weeks. But it wasn't much. The 30-year fix slipped from 6.7 to 6.66, and the 15-year ticked down to 5.9. Here's another sign of the financial hurdles for home buyers. Down payments grew tremendously earlier this year, but have slipped back down. They're still nearly double what they were in 2019, despite slipping from their peak earlier this year. Redfin says this is likely two factors. One is that homeowners are trying to keep some of their savings to brace for the higher monthly mortgage payments for their new purchase. The other, inflation is also limiting how much borrowers can put down. This has been The Principal, a Mortgage News Network podcast. All podcasts are produced by T.G. Kutamperor, Matthew Mullins, and Sarah Woolock. Mike Savino is head of multimedia, and Christine Stewart is editorial director. The opening theme was Status by Jamie Bathgate, and the music you hear now is Glossy by Skygates. You can find episodes of The Principal at www.mortgagenewsnetwork.com, or you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to rate and review so that others can find us. 
Thanks for listening. 